Welcome to an episode of Behind the Now. I'm your host, Jenna Malaski. Today I chat with comedian Craig Conant. Craig is not only hilarious, but he is down to earth and honest on and off the stage. Listen in as we talk about all things comedy, what it's like to get fired from Trader Joe's and go viral, and of course, how Craig focuses on the now. Thank you for listening in. Enjoy. Hi, Craig. Thanks for coming today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, just chilling. Where are you right now? I'm in my home. In okay. My, in my office. What? I have an office. <laughs> uh, my podcast studio. So oh, awesome. Office. I've seen your podcast. I love it. I've been watching it a so lot much. more. Yeah, it's hilarious. Just so, you really just give, like, happiness and joy and comfort to people, I feel like. Thank you. That's the goal. I'm trying over here. Yeah. Trying to keep it positive. The world ain't making it easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fucking yeah. harder and harder every goddamn day. It's like, this shit's rigged, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. So, how did you get into comedy to start? Uh, I was, it's just, uh. If this has been said a million times by mm-hmm. a million different people, but it sounds like a cliche, but it's just kind of in you, man. Mm-hmm. It's just in you. Uh, you know, I, I remember chasing the laugh as far back as I can remember. It oh, matter. that's so interesting. So you were always, well, you grew up very funny. You were just naturally funny. Yeah, my whole family is pretty damn funny. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, both sides, too. I'm half Mexican, uh-huh. so the Mexican is a little more wild, a little more loud, you know, mm-hmm. farts and stuff. And then the <laughs> white side is very sarcastic and dry, and they fart as well. So I just got so it So it's all. a good mix, and that made the perfect comedian. <laughs> yeah, just chasing the laugh as, as uh, from a kid. And then, and then it took me some time, and a friend, Brian Granger, I mm-hmm. worked with him at Trader Joe's, and he's like, you're a comedian. You just don't know it yet. Come with me. Because he's a comic, and he was doing stand-up. Wow. So come with me to Hollywood. He kept bugging me. He kept bugging me. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'd always had this calling, you know, mm-hmm. it bugged me. Like, I'd watch, like, Conan and be like, I think I could do that. Yeah. I'd see Jim Gaffigan on there and Mitch Hedberg on Comedy Central, and I was like, I think I could do that. And then it took someone else, a complete stranger, not stranger, but, you know, yeah. like, someone that didn't know me my whole life, worked mm-hmm. with me, like, you're a comedian, come with me. And then uh, and then I got arrested for throwing firecrackers at the police uh-huh. <laughs> on uh, on horses and the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, yeah, you can say, go yeah. into the story. And then, uh, but that day, that's... Because Brian had been asking me, come do stand-up, come do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I will, I will, later, later. Mm-hmm. You, know? you kind of just and put it on. And then I got arrested, and I was facing four charges. And I was like, oh, man, I'm a fucking loser, you know? I better mm-hmm. uh, I better get sober and get in a stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then I, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That's amazing. But it took a while. It's, it's a process. It's hard to get off, you know, mm-hmm. the hooch. So what was your first stand-up experience like? Do you remember? It was Bliss, uh, mm. Bliss Art House Cafe on, mm-hmm. on Fountain and Vine, Hollywood and Vine, Sunset and Vine, I don't know if it's... Okay, and how, how did it go? Uh, it was terrible. It was depressing. Nobody did well at all. No mm-hmm. one gets laughs. I got, I mean, everyone gets like one chuckle. <laughs> okay. But, but it, that's how open <laughs> mics in Los Angeles are, but it made me think, I was like, whoa, I'm like... 
these guys are doing it, that sounds fucked up. Mm. Uh, but like open mics in Los Angeles, it's like it's it's depressing. It's it's almost like an intervention. It's, yeah, no joy there. It's horrible. Yeah. And so I was like, if they could do that, I could do that. And then I got up there and bombed just like them. Mm-hmm. It's an open mic with jaded comics and a couple of homeless uh-huh. people. <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and uh, I got one chuckle and that was enough. And it's been on. Yeah. That's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the open mics, someone told me though that the open mics used to be busier. Is that true? Or you don't know? Because open mics, what I've seen, are very, like a few random people kind of come in and come um, on stage. I haven't done them for some time. Yeah. But they, they were... They were very crowded when I went. Oh, yeah. So crowded. Yeah, that's, see, I've heard that, but that's funny. Like, the ones that I've been, like, like watched have been very empty. Yeah, they're yeah. really awful. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, comics, if you're listening to this. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to host them. The host is always trying to, like, bring it up and kind oh, of make it host, normal. The host has to have just, like, that unrelenting energy that... You, you can't break them because it's just so, it's so hard. Yeah. You better just be joyful. Uh-huh. <laughs> or not give a fuck and be honest about the situation. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's an impossible task. Yeah. And I think I've yeah. seen both both of those tactics and yeah. with, with um, hosts of that. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Cool. And then, what if, what's the, how do you differentiate someone who's, because you say you've always had comedy in you and you've always been funny, but how do you differentiate? Because there's definitely people that are funny sometimes, but what about honing in on that comedy? Like, do you have a, an opinion about that? Yeah, I do. Uh, like, honing in on your own style of comedy. Yes, like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you have to be consistently funny. Right? Yeah, Even if you're funny, what if you're just not feeling it that day? How does that, kill. like, happen? You gotta, you gotta kill. All the, in my opinion, mm-hmm. all there is is kill. You gotta... Uh, or you're gonna die. There's too many famous ones. Mm-hmm. You gotta... Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I say that because we're artists, we want to write new bits, and we want to grow, and we want to do this, and we want to do mm-hmm. that. But until you have a name... I just advise to kill because if you're constantly writing bits mm-hmm. and developing, which is amazing for the art side of it, but for booking shows in Hollywood, that may not be the best tactic. Mm. It's just you got to find a, a balance ground. Obviously, you need to write new bits and grow, mm-hmm. but it's just like because I've seen some people that write too fast and it almost does their career a disservice mm-hmm. because I just say get like a tight 10 at first, you know, and then and then get your way into the clubs 10 or 15 yeah and then, then once you're in and they stamp you and you get a, a you know stage time then you fuck around but it's just like oh i see so like um, what but back to the question i think i got yeah. off track so i always thought like i'm gonna talk about my weird shit mm-hmm. my stories my life because i can't compete with bill burr and fahim anwar and mm-hmm. and Sam Morrell and Taylor Tomlinson of the genius topical beats, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or uh, bits, being yeah, the same, same shit, uh, constantly. Like I'm just like, oh, that that, that uh, my brain doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I'm more a storyteller, and I tell my weird shit of my life. Yeah, 
yeah, you definitely talk about what you know, and it comes, and you always seem so spontaneous and natural when you perform. Um, what's your process like for writing? Does it does it vary, or like, what, how do you know if an idea is good and worth doing or not, or is that just trial and error? Like, how does it go? Okay. Lights you. You go. Oh, I can't wait to do that. Yeah. And then, and then if it kills, you're like, oh, I love that. And then it maybe has six months to a year until you hate it. Oh. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, then you better find a new trick and a new joy to performing that same bit. Mm-hmm. Because I only have finite amount of material. Some of these other guys have just been in the game so long; they've built such a library. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just, I can't wait to have that. But right now, I have to recycle bits because I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just, you know, yeah. I just barely wrote an hour. Now I'm supposed to write a new one. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard. So do you have kind of like write the first one it took eight years, seven years to write the first um... hour that I'm actually. Okay. Uh, proud of and not like ah. yeah 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 I mean it's so it's like it's hard <laughs> I so can hard. imagine it's, it's so people hard people that just turn out hours I'm just like what are you mm-hmm. even George Carlin he uh, is quoted or he said in an interview uh, it takes me two years to write one hour mm. it took one of ar- arguably the greatest comic or one of the greatest comedians to ever do it mm-hmm. in his prime and 30 years in he was doing stand up for 30 years when mm-hmm. he said that. It wow. takes me two years to write one hour. Mm. <laughs> so I'm just like, that's a genius. Yeah, that's incredible. That's good for uh, comics to remember, too. Yeah. You, know? you got to remember that stuff. Like, Bill Burr didn't get his first special until he was 40 or 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a great comic friend of mine, mm-hmm. Marcella, tweeted that. And I was like, that is good to know. It makes us feel better. Cause yeah. Because we're all like, I want success yeah and and like yeah it it comes yeah if you're good it comes through some form yeah so so when you're writing do you have like a consistent writing schedule or not really (laughs) no (laughs) okay no i just get into i should i should yeah well sometimes there's no should you know because sometimes that doesn't work like just depends I'm a fan. Can you hear my cat? Hang on. I want to see something. Hang on. Don't lose this thought because okay. I won't forget it. <laughs> Come in, buddy. Come on in. Mr. Cat, he's pretty cute. So, is his name Mr. Cat? Oh, yeah. Mr. Cat's in the house. Oh, look at that. Look at Mr. Cat. They can hear you. <laughs> he's so cute. Assassins in my face. Oh boy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, so I use Bill Burr and Jerry Seinfeld. Sorry, is this the guy? That's okay. I thought this would be cute and it's more heckling. <laughs> the tail. No. Can you still see me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he just. Um, is he on the ground? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so <laughs> there, quiet. He's got a bow tie on. Uh, so Jerry Seinfeld and Bill Burr are the perfect examples of elite, brilliant, genius mm-hmm. comics that do the things completely different. Like I asked uh, Bill, really before I knew him, I was hosting mm-hmm. the show and I was, um, sorry, I got heckled by my computer, alert from <laughs> keyboard battery, very low, like I'm in the middle of a Zoom. Um, oh my gosh, he's oh, the cat, oh, sorry. Shit. 
He's opening yeah. the door. <laughs> You're stuck now, man. Uh, so, yeah. Bill, I, I, a few years ago, I was emceeing a show. He was on the show, and I was like, and he was running uh, his hour for, I believe, Paper Tiger. I don't remember which special. It was like two or three specials mm-hmm. ago. Like, all right, I got to ask him, like, how he operates, you know? Yeah. And then I said, when you're writing your hour and running it, like, do you record it? Do you write it down? Do you take notes? Like, how do you work on it? And he, just typical Bill Burr, was just like, no, man. Like, I, uh, he's like, you got your funny stories of how how you got arrested or, or, or got or met your wife or mm-hmm. shit your pants or this or that. And he's like, you don't, you don't write that down. You just tell the funny story to your friends. You know what happened. You know what beats you on a hit. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome. That keeps it also fresh." Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, and I see that because he never quite does it exactly the same. It's always yeah. different. I love that take on it. But then you got someone like Jerry Seinfeld that writes it out, writes it out, mm-hmm. he'll write a bit out until it's perfect. He'll shed every ounce of fat, work on every single mm-hmm. word, that bit. And dwell on it, think like mm-hmm. that's the perfect word for this. And, and uh, so I think it's probably healthy and best for almost all comics to do both. Mm-hmm. And of course, lean towards, hey man, stop it. Uh, lean, he's biting my cords. Lean towards whatever you're better at. You know, double down. All right, I'm a ripper, I'm a double down on that. Mm-hmm. But I still, still should write. Yeah. You know? So do you do uh, both? Do you like a mix of that? By Montessori school should be standard. I don't know your curriculum, government. Give me the Montessori. I want to dig in the soil. I yeah. want to play with the kitties and whack doorknobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you do a mix of that? Uh, I mainly just riff. I'm too lazy. Oh, really? I, That's I amazing, write. though. Uh, I don't write as much as I should and could. So I always feel a little guilty, but I do write. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever feel like, um, do you ever just not feel like going on stage, but you obviously are going on? Yeah. So what do you do? Sure. You just do it? Uh, yeah, you fake it. Okay. <laughs> uh, there'll be times I'll be nervous or shitty yeah. my pants or, or, or anxiety or scared or, or not feeling funny or not feeling good mm-hmm. uh, about everything, you know, mm-hmm. life. And then you get up there and you get one laugh and it usually goes away. Mm. But, you know, you just uh, hide it. Okay. Yeah. Like, they don't know that you're dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you don't tell them, you'll still have a good set. Yeah. I feel like sometimes comics do tell, do say these, like, things and it ends up being funny in the moment. It can be. Yeah. It can be. Um, do you do anything specific for <laughs> for nerves or like anything? I love yerba mate. Oh, the uh, the tea. The, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> do you I feel mean, like I'm that makes you less up. nervous? I'm sorry. No, it makes it me way more nervous in my heart, and my throat, and I need to <laughs> stop doing it. Uh, it's actually quite terrible. Oh, okay. I did it last night. I chugged one. And then I just was so in my head. And I was like, why did I do that? Mm. I have another one. And I'll, I'll do it today, too, because I am an addict and I don't learn. Mm. Is it caffeine? <laughs> Is it like the caffeine addiction yeah. to that? It don't, I, I like it because it hits you different than coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta let him out. Hang okay. On. Yeah, he's hating this. <laughs> Come on. 
So yerba mate is like a Peruvian loose leaf tea, and mm. it's huge amongst rock climbers. It's organic and non-GMO and all that yeah. stuff. And I guess it stimulates your brain and not your nervous system. And that's the difference between it and coffee. Oh, and that's wow. why I love it so much for stand-up, because you just get a slight alertness from it. Yeah. But it also makes your heart go in your throat, and you're like, Gah! so, uh, hmm. you know. Yeah, it's a toss-up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you deal with different, uh, like, because you're traveling, and you're touring, and you must come across completely different crowds with different backgrounds and everything, people that are very different from you. Do you just do the same material and hope it lands? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah. I've said it. I'm smiling and laughing because there's been many of sets where I'm just like, I have what I have, people. <laughs> you're not, you're not, not going to get anything different out of me. Yeah. I don't fucking do political humor, you know. Like mm -hmm. this is, you could leave. That's fine. Yeah. But this is it. This is the show. Yeah, good. <laughs> Get on board or get the fuck out. Because yeah. that's what I got. That must be so interesting for you. That must be so interesting to see, like, one time the certain things get laughs, and then another time it doesn't get laughs. Yeah, it's quite it's always insane. different, huh? It's quite insane to where you'll do a bit a hundred times at a comedy club and it murders, and then you just go somewhere else, mm -hmm. and it just eats shit. And you're like, this is a good bit. I, it's I know it is. Yeah. It works ninety nine. It's it works unless I fuck it up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it really is shitty audiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I think definitely you always seen can that. Do the best of what you can in the situation, but there are bad audiences. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely think that. I've definitely seen that. You know. And they like, usually include a bachelorette party. Yeah. Big crowd right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's every comic's nightmare. They just see it. The the fucking dick earrings and the tiara. Yeah, you died. So, tried to be. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here we go. Do you kind of suss out the crowd before or not really? I feel like you guys all talk to each other and you immediately bit, know. Yeah. yeah? Uh, comics, generally speaking, uh, be like, oh, they're fucking great. Or like, oh, shit, they're tight. Or I'll ask, like, how are they? Yeah. You know, I don't really watch the show, but mm -hmm. uh, I'll watch a little bit of the comic before me. I don't have a problem with that, because, like, let's just say, you know, like, I got a bit on Uber, which I don't, and the comic before me did a bit on Uber. Mm -hmm. So even if I have a bit on Uber and it's different, they'll be like, we already heard this guy talked about Uber. Talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was just going to say, I don't really have that problem, because I talk about, like, so uh, specific. You know, my mom's big booty and, uh, <laughs> and my 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 cousin's vagina. You know, something that yeah can have the same bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear a comic doing your like, it'll be very clear. There's something weird going I'm on. I'm very proud to say I, no one can do my bit, or they can, but they'll be like, yeah. what? You know? Yeah, I love that though. That's why it's so specific to you. You have a very specific style when you in your comedy. You know? Yeah, weirdo. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal all along. Yeah. What did you say? No, I said weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Mm hmm. Just yeah. double down. That's, you know, what is, what is, some people don't want to be weird. I was like, I'm weird as fuck. I was like, all right, I'm going to put a light on it and film it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you are weird and you're trying to be normal, that's hard. 
know, like I could feel that. Yeah. Um. So now you're touring. As you're touring, right? Yeah. How's that been? It's so fun. It's so fun. Mm. Uh, this is my first headlining tour mm-hmm. where I, I am the show, and it feels really weird. There's a lot of pressure. I get it in my head a lot. You mm-hmm. know, you got to sell tickets. You gotta kill, and you gotta do some new material, and you mm-hmm. gotta do some old. Uh, uh, you know, I just get in my head because I want to make my fans happy mm-hmm. and the club happy, so I keep coming back. Yeah. But so far, like I always get so scared, but it's it's been nothing but good. Like, good. Show yeah. Up, they buy my merch. I do my shit. Yeah. Love's happy. I'm happy. Uh, they don't have a Trader Joe's in that state. It can be a little <laughs> rocky. But, you know. Yeah. Does Trader Joe's, just seeing Trader Joe's places, does it, like, irritate you a bit? No, I love it. Oh, good. I get happy. Oh, <laughs> good. I love Trader Joe's, too. Peanut butter cups. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. And the chocolate peanut butter pretzels. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I will never live not near a Trader Joe's. Mm. Oh, good. I, that's and so interesting. I thought maybe you wouldn't, you would be, like, very sick of it, you know? Oh, it's snacks. Yeah. I yeah. love Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. That's very cool. Awesome. Um, I literally forgot what I was just going to ask you. Um, so, oh, yeah. So your Trader Joe's bit that went viral, um, how did that make you feel? Like, what was that process like? You just put it up online and then it's viral? <laughs> like, yeah, how the Laugh Factory posted it. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. On their Instagram. Yeah. And YouTube, and then it went real viral. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was quite perfect. Yeah, that's perfect storm. I worked at Trader Joe's. They post a bit about Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. and I got fired from Trader Joe's. And then I did a bit about getting fired, and they immediately posted that. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> that so. Up some I didn't tally it up, but it was at least like three million. Two that million. is crazy. Yeah. Was it, it like crazy. overnight or or? Yes, I was. Uh, the first bit they ever posted was the one where I I, I throw firecrackers at the cops mm-hmm. on horses. That joke. Yes. Or, yeah. or story. Uh, I should say. And then uh, they posted that, and then I woke up overnight, and I had like fifteen thousand fans. Oh wow! And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And then they kept posting my shit. And they posted me like five times. And uh, I got like half my fan base off of it. And then uh, and then I posted my driving on mushrooms bit mm-hmm. where I say Lucy Goosey. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my merch. Yeah. And, t-shirts. and then that went viral on Facebook. And that gave me like another 40,000, 50,000 fans. Wow, like that's really amazing. Seven million views. I just looked yesterday. Uh, I hadn't looked in a while. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. Uh, yeah, viral videos, man. You should get them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's because uh, I really don't have any uh, substantial credits. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the internet, the people. That's amazing. Those are my credits, the views, because. Uh, other than MTV uh, dating show, mm-hmm. I told the story on there. Yeah, shows. I uh-huh. two times I've been on MTV and uh, yeah, that's it. And what was a dating show? I don't count that. It's just it's funny, but mm-hmm. it's not a real credit. 
I only have one credit, and I think they aired it one time. <laughs> what is that one? It's called The Greatest Party Story Ever Told. Okay, yeah. And I talk about smuggling fireworks across state lines, selling mm -hmm. them, almost getting caught at the border, and then immediately after that, going to jail for throwing the firecrackers at the cops. Mm, yes. Yeah, uh, so I told that story. And yeah. It was cool, and they animated it into a cartoon and everything, but I think they aired it like twice, and I was like, that's cool. I mean, I mean, I don't know what I'm expecting, but like, usually, you know, MTV, they yeah, you did repeat it, or times, yeah, so I, maybe they so still I was will. Like, oh, maybe they'll do that. Yeah, it was like once or twice. Mm hmm. That's it. <laughs> well, maybe it will again still. No, it's fine. It's all right. You just got to go get new credit. Yeah. How long have you had you been doing comedy before your first one went viral? years mm -hmm. okay stand up maybe like four years because i did improv first and i was because i was terrified of stand up mm -hmm. yes i heard in the game of comedy in hollywood but like technically of really doing stand up maybe that was like four or five years in okay oh, okay and then i remember i think i think in your podcast with mateen you're ta you talked a little bit about comedy classes Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Took, I took a bunch because I had no idea. Yeah, did you find, um, how do you, yeah, like, how did you feel that they helped you? I love them. They mm -hmm. saved me and helped me. It depends on your personality. Mm -hmm. A lot of comics are angry and jaded, and they'll be like, what classes? You don't need classes. I'll teach myself. It's like, sure, sure, that's a total possibility. But, in my opinion, I'm like, this guy's, knows a little bit about it mm -hmm. you know some of them are full of shit some of them are phenomenal mm -hmm. that's the honest truth that goes with anything there's good yeah. mechanics there's good lawyers there's bad lawyers there's bad mechanics there's great stand-up teachers and comedy teachers and there's bad ones mm -hmm. i lucked out and i got a good one jerry katzman mm -hmm. yeah that makes really sense. helped me out a lot but, and yeah. uh, i took some courses at ucb and uh second city that was more stand-up, I mean, uh, uh, improv and sketch. And okay. that also really helped me out. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just think that's a hate or bad attitude. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't, you don't got to do it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I feel it's an accelerant to the process. Mm -hmm. And I, I also, uh, I didn't want to read a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I go to class. And it forces you to do it. Yeah. I'm one of those guys, like, if I pay for it, I have to do it. If I don't, I don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, there's and a certain, that's true, like, sucks. a certain accountability with that. It's a shitty thing, but it works. Mm -hmm. So if you're a lazy sack of patooties <laughs> and you got to pay the piper to get your goals done, then pay the fucking piper. Because yeah. we know if you don't, you ain't going to do it. Hmm. You're not going to do the push-ups if you don't pay the man to yell at you to do the push-up. Yeah, that's That so sucks, funny. but at least you know that. Mm -hmm. Now pay the goddamn man, and then you'll do the push-ups. Yeah. Cool. So how did you feel the classes? Um, I mean, it's hard to say, right? But how did you feel? Like, was there anything that really shifted for you through that? Yeah, I just you, you, you meet friends. It's very, mm, you're a lone, yeah. lone wolf meeting other lone wolves. Mm. And it takes a lot of time to get to know people. Uh, and, uh, so that is another accelerator in that, where you, you have a bond 
and most everyone quits, but there's a few that always stay. Mm -hmm. And you all, you, you say, hey, you know. Like, yeah, you develop later, a... You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> shitty class we're in, you know. Yeah. It's that you definitely develop, like, an early community with it. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's awesome. And people you can work with and talk to about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to ask you a few random questions. Okay. Okay. So what is your most used emoji? You know emojis? Uh, probably the, the laughy, cryy one. Uh, <laughs> that laugh. Yeah. I should have predicted that. A laughy, a heart, or a poop. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Probably laughy. It's just more common you laugh at. It. The straight one or the curved one? Straight one. That okay. curved one's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> That's too much laughing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And then if you were a professional athlete, what sport would you play? Ooh, baseball, because I don't want CTE and I don't want to shoot myself in my heart. Hmm. Like a study my brain. Because most boxing and football, fuck that. Yeah. They lose their teeth. Basketball, I was never good at. I was pretty good at baseball. I would say basketball or baseball because you, uh, yeah, those other ones are just too damaging to the body. Those poor bastards. Mm -hmm. All that brain damage. Sorry, I got a little dark there. But yeah. I, just, I just remembered uh, Junior Seau, and he uh, had really bad CT, didn't know, was yeah. hallucinating, frantic, angry, took his own life because his CTE. And, they, and I didn't learn that away later. And I was like, oh, I thought he was just depressed. I was like, no, it was his brain damage from fucking football. Mm. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. Something, I don't know what needs to be done, but something. These poor bastards are just, <laughs> just killing each other. Yeah. And we just cheer it on, you know. <laughs> like, ah, brain damage, look at him. Yeah, and it is crazy. Yeah. And you're like, oh. I used to watch MMA. It's really brutal. And yeah. I know I sound like a bitch by saying that, but I'm like, ah. No, yeah, I don't like watching that either. It's very hardcore. Yeah. It's like very, it's hard to watch. I love a good fight because it is, it is, it's super entertaining. It's just elite. These guys just have their, their knuckles, their wits, just <laughs> fucking, and then, but then they, they just kill each other. I'm like, oh, oh, that's so hard. Ouchie. <laughs> your face, sir. Your face. Yeah. I've been hit in the head. I've got dents in my head. That shit fucks you up, man. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> imagine, imagine doing that for a living. Yeah, it's crazy. They Burn. go in every day and do that. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Okay. And then, so this podcast is called Behind the Now, and you haven't seen the logo yet, <laughs> but it's highlighted to be the now. And so I like to end it with, what do you do, if anything, or just what, however you interpret this, um, but what do you do that helps you be the now? Like, be in the now. In the now? Yeah, like present. Oh, I'm doing much better at that than previously in mm. my life. But uh, what do I do to be in the now? Like, if there's anything, or if it's just, yeah, however you want to. Uh, just constant thought monitor monitoring. Mm. You gotta monitor your thoughts. Yes. You'd be like, it's just, you know, it sounds cheesy, but it's fear or love. That's it. Mm -hmm. Everything bad comes from fear base. Everything good comes from love. 
whether you whatever what you want to call it or adjective you want to give it that's what it boils down to and uh obviously you can't get rid of all of you know there's just it's this crazy fucking world mm-hmm. uh you know with everything uh but you just gotta lean towards the light and yeah. focus on that in your brain otherwise you're just gonna eat yourself alive like we all do yeah i want to talk so i'm about to slam a yerba mate and then talk shit to myself in my head but you just got to catch that and you're mm-hmm. like stop it's like in reality you have a home you have a car you do what you love mm-hmm. everything's fine uh you know whether you can convince yourself that or not is another story but sometimes we just need to pull out look at uh ourselves and and be like we're fine we're yeah fine. yeah that's beautiful yeah. especially yeah i think this covid and this time has especially highlighted that the yeah. awareness of your thoughts because it's kind of like your thoughts this, this yeah this thing yeah you can make or break you you could go up or down stay stagnant it's all here yeah i've been down in the gutter i'm getting a little light I just want to keep going that way. Mm-hmm. I've been down there. It's yucky. <laughs> it's no good. Yeah. It's no good. How did yeah. you get out of that? Or that's a loaded uh, question, huh? It's a lo- No, I, I don't care. I'm old. But uh, straight up, how did I get out of Down there was like alcohol and mm-hmm. narcotics. Weed. Weed got me out of there. But then I was right here. Then oh, I, I do, see. Then I do, you know, you do years of therapy and sobriety and mm-hmm. 12-step program. Then you find stand-up and you just build your life and it's not a complete crumbling dumpster fire <laughs> of a structure. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, all right, all right, you know, just, just, just steps. Just mm-hmm. fucking brick. Brick by goddamn brick. Yeah, I've heard... Wow. Someone was talking about... How you can take, how you can turn any experience into, I guess you hear this a lot, but it was a little bit more specific, but like how you can turn any experience into a good experience by like using it to, using it to, and like turn it into something good. Oh yeah, Michael Jordan talks about that a lot, about about all the haters that told him he sucked and this, this and that. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, he, I love him on his, uh. A Hall of Fame speech, he called them out by name. Mm. He's like, that's right, because they lit a fire up under his ass. Yes, I love that. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the most uh, definite answer of that, for me, personally speaking, is the, is, uh, the arrest. Mm. They, when the, the fire, I know I talk about it a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I had four charges, and I was on drugs and lived with my mom, and I had no money, and I was mm-hmm. like, I was going to jail. I made the paper. It was very public. It was very humiliating. Mm. And uh, and people wished death and sent me death threats. Oh and, my god! Because of the animals and harms, you know, the mm. cops. And uh, and I was like, that was one of the worst times of my life. Mm. But it made me because it was. It yes. made me say that that's it. I'm gonna get. Sober and it was the rock bottom for you. But so it, it changed me. Yeah. So the worst moment of my life uh, thus far was the catalyst that got me into stand yeah. up, led to my happiness. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
You yeah. really, you really, um, you really successfully take everything you've been through, and you just, you do like such good with it, which sounds weird, but you really do. Because everybody fucks up, and I just admit it. <laughs> yeah, very honest. And then people and, are like, and then you're because everyone's like, oh shit, I did, I stole a tractor and a, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and then because everyone has those fucking stories, who does yeah. it? You know. Yeah. I, I just put it out there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, just, yeah. yeah. Just people relate to honesty, you know? If nothing, like, it's so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we all got knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. I call it the knucklehead spirit. You know, you're just like a, ah! Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, most men are knuckleheads. You see them. Yeah. Every, there's... These rambunctious fucks. Yeah, I have a... I've always kind of made up words for some reason growing up, and one word, <laughs> one word that I use, like I think of it a lot, and only like really close friends will use it, because they, they'll just kind of like um, adapt it, but it's like the word twog, and it's twog, like, twog, oh, I hate when people ask what it means, but that's so obviously the next question, um, it's like, it's kind of like what you're speaking to, like that knucklehead spirit. Oh, no, okay. A little bit. Like, a, like I just pictured like a uh, like a giant natural maxi pad. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Sounds like a maxi pad. Does it? It's kind of like, it's hard to explain, but it's just like that, like, not, um, that like, that like messy, not professional, just like weirdness weirdness yeah. it's just that yeah. but like everyone has like i'll meet people and i'm like oh they have a big dose of twog yeah. <laughs> or like they don't you know i'm like yeah. oh i don't know how to they talk need, to they them need a little twog. yeah <laughs> yeah um okay awesome it's been so good talking to you craig thank, thank you, you so much. so much for coming on today thank you for having me i'm so All excited up. to see your upcoming work me too uh, <laughs> I, hope I, get, I hope i get to work <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.